This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. Future Talk. With Omiyal Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Good afternoon. Welcome back to Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balqis. I hope you guys had a wonderful four-day holiday. It is Monday, August 24th. I still feel like it's Sunday because it's the beginning of the say. week. You always feel like it's Sunday, but it is Monday, August 24th. And this is Future Talk, where we bring you everything you need to know about what's happening in the digital world. And we're going to kickstart our conversation today with the UAE and how teachers in the UAE are honing tech skills as they do get ready for the return of online schools yes indeed i know many of us don't want to hear it but school is just around the corner in less than i think a week for university students not sure about school but within the next two weeks we're going to be engulfed within the books once again and teachers are trying their best to be well equipped to deal with this uh, year's online learning so we're going to be telling you all the latest updates on what efforts are they doing right here in Mm -hmm. the uae but around the world BlackBerry is making a return. Now, that's definitely one of the most interesting headlines that I've read in a while. Yes, I mean, actually, we've seen uh, the discontinuation of BlackBerry some years ago. And BlackBerry is like, hey, I'm not done yet. They're coming back with a new 5G phone. And they're set to make it around 2021. So I'm very excited <laughs> to talk about that and talk about how BlackBerry at one time was dominating the market. Did you ever have a BlackBerry I, and was a part of that BBM group? Did I ever group? have a BlackBerry? I was, I was the owner of the BlackBerry. Oh. Come the BlackBerry on. group, the BBM groups, I was the main guy. And the pin, send me I, your pin. I, the pin changed everything. Oh I did God. I did it all. My childhood revolved around BlackBerry and MSN. And I'm very excited to get into that because we're going to talk about the, the evolution of BlackBerry and how uh, at one point in time they dominated the whole entire mobile phone market. And now they're not even in the charts. Yes, indeed. Those are the good old times. But... Speaking of good old times, we are having a very interesting guest on Future Talk today. We've talked about robots before and how they are actually the only creatures that are immune to the COVID-19 virus. But what if I told you those robots are making the most out of their immunity by helping patients in hospitals and delivering food to their rooms? Joining us today is Pudo Robotics. This robot is actually capable of delivering food to patients, but also making customers feel a lot more safe uh, whenever they are going to different restaurants and we're going to be getting on a call with the Middle East director of Pudu Robotics, Sean Shaw, who is uh, one of the main people behind the robot Pudo. So if you have any questions, make sure you send them in at 4215-DO-IT-TIS-A-LOT or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Yes, a lot of a lot is in store today. I'm very excited. It is Monday. We need to have the positive vibes, the positive energy and let me tell you guys, you're in for a treat. So keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. The UAE is set to return. All schools right here in the UAE are set to return in this coming month. September always marks the beginning of yet another school year, but this time it's going to be a little bit different because Mm -hmm. students right here in the UAE have an option of either going for full online learning, blended learning, which basically means a little bit of distance learning and a little bit of uh, learning back in classrooms in schools physically. And the UAE 
teaching facility is definitely fine-tuning their tutoring strategies ahead of the new term. They want to make sure that all is set for students to continue their education once again. Yes, Omni, and actually, additionally, they are even collaborating with the school administration to even build an in-person plan that does keep safety and student experience at the focal point. Now, even in some schools, digital classrooms are being equipped with smart boards and interactive panels to ensure that simultaneous communication. Now, direct instructions in the class will actually be streamed live for those students who want to have a 100% remote learning, just like you said, Omnia. And some do have that 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 privilege and advantage to do kind of a 50, 50, 75, 25. True. And uh, I feel like this is very important, Omnia. Again, we always have to remember that just because there's a pandemic going or going on, school and education should not come to a halt. And Thankfully, we see that the whole world in the UAE, they do know that we have to keep education at first, but at the same time, we need to keep safety first as well and kind of do those precautionary and preventive measures against COVID-19. Absolutely. And whenever we're talking about having the option of either going for fully online or having blended learning, we need to make sure that none of those sides are compromised. So if a student chooses to go fully online, they don't want to be missing out um, on some of the information that is being discussed in class and this is exactly why teachers are actually working on those interactive mm-hmm. platforms so this basically means that any directions that are given in the class uh, for those students who are physically in class will also be given to those students who are currently online so since they're definitely going to be live streaming 100% they can actually view the instructions virtually through zoom mm-hmm. exactly like those students attending the class so the same content will be delivered to all children and students at home so that they can get that feeling of being in class even if they choose not to. So basically, there's no difference. Just nope. you're physically there or you're at home. And I personally, if I was in school right now, <laughs> I'd take the online learning because... No it, way. Yeah, because mm. because instead of... instead of it depends. Like, I'm not talking about school, more like university. Yeah. If I had an early class, like 8 a.m., oh, 100%. I, would, I would take that class at home and probably during the day, 10, 11... When I kind of get a little bit, I wake up a little bit more uh, excited for the day. Because we all know when you wake up early in the morning, you're not excited for anything. No. Nope. So uh, I would probably keep those classes a little bit later and probably go to physical. Depends on my mood. But uh, I mean, this is great because you're having the best of both worlds. You have the chance or to go to the actual class or you can stay at home and be in the safety and comfort of your own home. Because again, some people are still a little bit paranoid about COVID-19, granted, they should be. It's still you a part be. of it's our still, lives. It's still a part of our lives. And some people do have parents or family members in their house. Those students have family members in their house that may be prone to more to it because of their old age or any pre-existing medical conditions. You're 100% right. And especially when it comes to uh, dealing with the the assignments that yeah. come with every class like uh, quizzes or just normal assignments most of those assignments will actually be carried out online so wherever students are going to be they'll mm-hmm. be doing their assignments online as well and even if they are present in class there will be a lot of strict so, guidelines on how they can mm-hmm. actually deal with it with their notebooks so they're not allowed mm-hmm. to actually exchange notebook mm-hmm. notebooks which was typically a part of a daily mm-hmm. activity that you would do in class whenever you missed out on a certain note you'd ask your friend they're, they're going to be sharing book. videos now on me because you Quite can literally. you can record uh <laughs> sessions on zoom or any uh streaming platform but also uh mm. i've heard that some universities right here in the uae are implementing a distant learning but for the actual exams they will need to be present in that class and obviously 
social distancing will be applied. Now, we do know that uh, we have a lot of foreign exchange students or foreign students who live, for example, in Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Kuwait, whatever. And they do come right here in Sharjah specifically to study and continue their, uh, their, their, their studying right here. So it was always in a question because a lot of them have that question. Do I need to leave my home country and come back to, to, for the exam yeah. or not? So it's still in the works right now. It's still a little little bit blurry, but it's still in the works right now. But I'm very excited to see what, what they have in plan for them. 4215, Dura Salat. Let us know if you're going back if, physically or going for online. Yeah, would you like to go back physically? Would you like to stay online? And if so, why? I know for the American University of Sharjah, uh, they've actually chosen to go fully online, apart from students who are doing their capstone projects or those, let's say, if we're talking about the graduate program, are working on their dissertation. But we want to hear from you all. Send in your thoughts. Are you going fully uh, physically back to school or going for distance learning? But let's move on to talk a little bit about... A phone that has been making headlines. <laughs> yes, Omnia. BlackBerry is back with a comeback on a new 5G phone. Now, BlackBerry has been discontinued for a couple of years now. They kind of said, listen, the race is, is done. It's, they, too, it's, it's, it's too strong. This is a turtle race and everyone else <laughs> is a rabbit except BlackBerry. BlackBerry was that turtle. Now, a BlackBerry phone with a physical keyboard will actually re-enter the market following a tie-up between the Canadian software firm Foxconn and it will be a 5G enabled smartphone which will run an Android operating system and will be available in the first half of 2020. Now BlackBerry which did stop making phones in 2016 had actually licensed the brand and rights to a Chinese manufacturer which is called TCL but its contract did end on is ending mm-hmm. on August 31st which does clear the way for new companies to move in. 100%. And when we're talking about BlackBerry smartphones, we're definitely talking about a reliable phone. Uh, they have a very good reputation on protecting privacy, protecting data. And this is definitely an incredible opportunity to bring the next generation 5G devices to the market without necessarily being the last on the list. Now, we've, t- we've, we've known BlackBerry, especially teenagers who grew up right here in the UAE, was widely known for its BBM service, which is basically like the WhatsApp of mm. today. Yeah, uh, Omnia, actually, so uh, not many people know, but BBM yeah. and BlackBerry for, in general, it did inspire Apple right now with their iMessage. Mm. It inspired uh, their ecosystem. It inspired uh, uh, Samsung and Android. So BBM kind of was the the godfather of all of this <laughs> because you would see that BBM was going crazy. BBM, uh, if, if you were a businessman, you had to have a BBM. You didn't have a, you had to have a BlackBerry. You didn't have a Nokia. It, it was assorted with class, with with I make money, and they were nice phones. I had I had I believe it was the BlackBerry Curve yes, in the beginning, and then I, I had, had the, the Curve. I had the BlackBerry Bold, and then I had the BlackBerry Torch, was which was that flip and keyboard phone. I don't remember the torch, but I remember the curve and the bold, and I remember how the cool kids had the BlackBerry, and it was like always, give me your BBM pin and sharing BBM pins. And and it was great, (laughs) Omnia. You you used to pay 50 dirhams a month Mm -hmm. for that Twitter, uh, I mean, what's up, Twitter, BBM, whatever social media, you had that full package for 50 dirhams a month, and it was unlimited. It was it was it was good in simpler times. And uh, I mean, it was the good old times. It was the good old times. But going back to to five G Omnia, mm-hmm. a lot of manufacturers, a lot of smartphone manufacturers have let have yet to actually talk about 
their next 5G model. Oppo being one of them. And we're, yeah, we're talking about Samsung, Huawei, Oppo, OnePlus. Oh, they, sorry, they already sell 5G phones. Those three already sell 5G phones. But Apple has yet to make an announcement on their first 5G model. And we're excited about 5G because they do promise an internet speed about 1.2 gigabytes per second, which will gradually reach 10 gigabytes per second. And just to put that into comparison, ladies and gentlemen, mm. a movie, a, a, a Blu-ray movie would go for 2 gigabytes or 4 gigabytes. Man, so we're you're getting, talking about very, very fast And internet. you're getting those at 1.2 gigabytes per second. I mean, fast internet is definitely the key for a faster world, especially because the day and age that we live in is basically pay- based on the internet. So let us know what are some of your favorite memories with BBM. Uh, it definitely brings a smile to my face because I keep remembering, uh, honestly, just childhood memories of chatting over BBM, uh, spend- sending memes right. and photos. and so, it was so just I- I'm going to give them a quick, uh, <laughs> qu- quick blast from the past. What? So I used to save on my on my way to uh, so i'll be sleeping i sleep early okay so at night a lot of bbm broadcast jokes and i would like to, i would save them all i would never delete chance i would save them all on my way to school on the bus and i would read, read them, them. <laughs> and when i would get into go to school i used to be like 30 minutes early i used to go to the bathroom just read them all oh my god yeah? that was back that was back in 11th grade oh the good old times share with us your memories 4215 do it or sign into our dms at pulse 95 radio coming up we have a very interesting guest on future talk it's not a human, it's not an animal, but it's a robot. What does it do? Stay tuned right here on Future Talk to find out all about it. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omar Saleh and Hani Balkis on Pulse 95. At a time when we are all looking for immunity from a virus that quite literally has forced its welcome onto our lives, there is one set of creatures that we're lucky enough to have that without even trying. And whenever we're talking about immunity, we're talking about robots. (laughs) (laughs) They've been able to use their immunity to help us fellow human beings. And today... We'll be talking about one robot that was able to do that. It is called Puda Robot, and this robot has been delivering food in hospitals worldwide for COVID-19 patients. But also at a time when restaurants and other uh, eating establishments are looking for new ways to reduce human contact and adhere to all those social distancing regulations that we constantly talk about, Puda Robot has come to the rescue. Joining us today all the way from China over a Zoom call is Middle East Director of Puda Robotics, Sean Shaw. Welcome to the show, Mr. Sean. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Sean from Puda Robotics. Nice to meet you all from the Zoom meet. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, brother. Now, let's kind of talk Me- about and, and kickstart this conversation on how the immunity oh, okay. of robots did serve humans during this COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, you know, they, uh, the robots, one, uh, it, uh, it's in the restaurants or in the hospital, you know. If without robots, you need a whole human to deliver the medicine or the food directly to the room or to the table. But mm-hmm. with using the robots, you can just put the food on the robots and the robots will finish the delivering work directly to the table or to the room. Mm -hmm. Very easy. Yes. It is definitely very easy. And during the worst stages of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in China and around the world, 
these robots have been, as you mentioned, delivering food to COVID-19 patients. But they were yes. also reducing the shortage of the hazmat suits that nurses and healthcare professionals uh, had to use whenever they were dealing with patients. So can you walk us a little bit through the process of how would, let's say, a nurse or a doctor make use of the Pudu robot? Yes, you know, uh, in the beginning, in this year, when the coronavirus uh, happened in China, uh, the very huge shortage of the medical equipment, like the gloves and the clothes for the nurse and doctors, because each time when they go to the Zoom, the, the patient room, they need to change the clothes. Mm -hmm. So it have a great uh, lot of rate, uh, waste for this uh, kind of uh, medical uh, resource. And, but if you if they use our robots uh, from the nurse table to the uh, patient room, they just need to put the food or the patient or the uh, medicine into the uh, tree of the robots, mm -hmm. and then the, ro the robots will finish the task from the nurse table to the patient room. So after it, the in, the patients get the uh, robot uh, get the medicine, they mm -hmm. can finish it very easily you can see yes, yes. for those who are tuning into our youtube live stream they can get a snippet of what puder mm. robot looks like um but let's talk a little bit about the features of those robots so mm. uh, can okay. they avoid any obstacles how easy it is for how easy it is for uh, a puder robot to do that and also i want to ask about the, the the sanitization of these robots as they are coming as they are immune to covid19 but they're coming into contacts with patients who are COVID-19 positive. And obviously these robots will come back in contact with a human. So how is that sanitization process going? Uh, good question. You know, uh, after after the uh, robots finish the delivery for the patients, they need to do the disinfectant by the nurse. Okay, mm. but it's much more easier to change the medical clothes or the gloves because the chemical uh, uh, disinfectant is much more cheaper than the clothes mm. and the gloves. Definitely. So, yeah. so they basically would do chemical disinfection of the robot once it comes yeah. out of the room. Yes, and also these robots have two RGBD sensors, so it can uh, avoid the obstacle very easily, you know, no matter if it's very tall or very uh, short, okay, maybe less than uh, five centimeters, it can also uh, detect and uh, they will avoid the obstacles and the goal by uh, high-pass it very easily. That's fantastic. Um, another feature of this robot is uh, the speed of it. So can you t tell us a little bit about uh -huh. how fast can the Poodle robot walk or maybe run? Um, but also, what type of liquid uh, does it use when it comes to disinfecting its surrounding? Uh, for the speed of the robot, at most, it can uh, go up to 1.52 meters mm -hmm. per second. 1.2 meters per second. Mm -hmm. And the speed is uh, adjustable, okay? And uh, at low, it's 0.5 meters per second. So okay. it can go as and fast or as slow as you would want it to? Yes, because sometimes the, it will be used in, the, in some marketing delivery. They're just walking around and around, so the speed is not quickly, it's very slow. Mm -hmm. yes. And for the uh, disinfectant, we usually suggest using the hypochloronous ACE. Mm. Hypo Hypochlorox ACE. Yes. ACE. ACE, yes, to okay. use in the, uh, the disinfectant. You know why we suggest to use this uh, uh, chemical liquid? Uh, it's why? because 
uh, it can do the disinfection when the people is work in the environment. Mm. It, that means, uh, yes. So people wouldn't have to leave, let's say, the kitchen or the office for this robot to, to disinfect its surrounding. Uh, no, no need to leave. Use this uh, ah. chemical liquid. No need to leave. Yes. Mm. Have you guys ever thought about using ultraviolet light? Because we've seen UV, uh, UV light being used a lot, yes. especially when it comes to robots. Uh, yes, it will be our next generation uh, disinfectant robot. We are doing this pro uh, new project now, yes. Lots and lots is in store for Poodle Robots, but coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be telling you about the other side of those robots. Apart from hospitals, they are also currently being used in restaurants. The question is, would you want a robot to serve you at a restaurant? Send in your thoughts at 4215-Dortisalat, but keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Future Talk. Only Al Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. A regular guest on Future Talk has got to be our friendly friends, the robots. And apart from, you know, using them in our day-to-day -day life when it comes to doing mundane work, they have also come to the rescue during a worldwide pandemic such as the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And We've talked about Puda robots and how they've been helping out in hospitals, delivering food to patients uh, and reducing the shortage of precautionary mm -hmm. measures such as hazmat suits, gloves and face masks. But apart from being used in hospitals, Puda robots are also coming in handy when it comes to serving customers at restaurants. They are limiting the contact between customers and delivery workers. Yes. Joining us today from China over a Zoom call is Middle East Director of Puda Robotics, Mr. Sean Shaw. Welcome to the show once again, Mr. Sean. Hi, everyone. It's great to have you, brother. Now, I want to talk about, since Omnia brought out, that restaurants and people were feeling a little bit more safer, but how did these robots kind of attract more customers to restaurants post COVID-19 lockdown, as well as right now, allowing them to feel safer while dining in? Uh, for the restaurant, uh, for the restaurants, you know, if they, uh, it's very familiar if they use human to deliver the food, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you use a robot and the robot can avoid obstacle and uh, thin and high pass anything that's in front of them to deliver the food directly to you, you will see amazing. So the customer will, it will, uh, how to say, take a picture or video to share on the, on the Instagram, on the Facebook to do the, it will give the uh, restaurants more influence and uh, more traffic mm -hmm. yes so it's on the social media yeah so it could be used as a marketing strategy for many small restaurants uh, but another yes. aspect of those robots is the ability of them to avoid humans from contracting the virus so instead of let's say um, the, cu the customer dealing with uh, human waiters they are dealing with those robots so can you tell us a little bit about how have they been used in restaurants how many trays uh, can a poodle robot carry let's say within one day uh okay uh, our robots have four trays in the uh, in one robot mm -hmm. so it can deliver at least four tables dishes in one time oh, wow. and uh, 
uh, yes, we are not uh, making these robots to uh, replace the waiters, okay? They just replace the delivery work because the delivery work is the low value and the simple mechanical labor work. So we want the lab uh, waiters to focus on service the customer when they uh, sit in front of the table, you know, it's special time. They may uh, worry about the virus happening. Mm. So you ask them uh, worry, ask them more questions and uh, uh, carry them more than before. They will feel very warm when they <laughs> uh, have dinner in the restaurants. I think it's the it's the value that uh, we provide to the restaurants. Right? And I also feel it does come in hand with the experience of having a robot serve you. I mean, not many people can say that they've had a robot serve them uh, dinner, tea or even medical supplies in general and it does kind of a uh, uh, kind of ease the experience of feeling that oh i'm in a, i'm in a tough position we're talking about patients who are, po are, are positive of covid 19 and i mean I i'd like to believe the robots are there to kind of also boost their mood and their energy uh, uh can you repeat your question again i cannot no worries you, no worries uh, um so what honey was actually saying is Apart from also serving those customers, it's also giving an experience to any customer dining in uh, the restaurant. So uh, one of the features that you've mentioned about those robots is avoiding obstacles. And yes, we know right. that accidents happen and they often happen in kitchen, uh, in kitchens more. Yes. Uh, yes. If we, if yes. For anyone who's been in the kitchen, you know that accidents happen uh -huh, at all uh -huh. times. Juice spills, yes. the soup gets out of the pot. Um, so how can uh -huh. food robot deal with such accidents? Is it resistant to water? Uh, it's not resistant to water, but it can uh, hold the soup or the water that's uh, by accidentally drop on the trees because it mm. designed a very big tree so that it can hold the, the uh, Waters, yes. Mm -hmm, 100%. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the full line of restaurant robots uh, that are available mm -hmm. at Pudo Robotics. So we've met Pudo mm -hmm. Robot, but we've also heard that Pudo has friends, one of them being Bellabot, another being Holabot. So can you tell us a little bit about what are their different roles in the restaurant? We seem to have some connection issues right here uh, with Mr. Sean Shaw, but we will definitely be getting back to him to find out a little bit more about the friends of Pudo Robot and what they have to offer to any restaurant. 100%. So keep it locked right here only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omni Al and Hani Balkas on Pulse95. At a time when all of us are looking to be immune from a virus that has forced its welcome onto our lives, food robots are coming to the rescue. They are one of those robots that have been helping out with its immunity, whether it is serving patients in hospitals and reducing the shortage of COVID-19 precautionary measures, or even if it went to dealing with post-COVID-19 lockdown anxiety and fear when it comes to returning back to restaurants because they have also been used to serve customers over there. Joining us today all the way from China over a Zoom call, luckily we were able to reconnect, is the Middle East Director of Pudu Robotics, Mr. Sean Shaw. Uh, Mr. Sean, right before our break, we were talking a little bit about how post-COVID-19 lockdown, there was a lot of anxiety associated to going back to our normal life, like going back to the restaurant going back to the gym and 
Poodle Robot alongside a few of its friends that we have not met yet uh, have definitely been making this transition a little bit easier. So we heard that Poodle has friends like Bellabot and Holabot. Can you tell us a little bit about what are their roles in a restaurant? Uh, okay, uh, Bellabot is our new generation of the delivery robot. It has the voice communication, AI voice communication. You can communicate with your voice directly with the robots. And the, the uh, Holabot is the dish return uh, robot. That means that will uh, make a whole uh, solution for the restaurants that the uh, deliver in the restaurant and also the dish uh, return to the kitchen. Mm. So it and with the disinfection robots totally you know in the in the mo in the daytime the robots walking serving the people and the, in the night uh, the, the disinfectant robots do the job to do the disinfection work to protect the uh, people they who comes to the restaurants to enjoy their dinner and the food. so they definitely work in shifts you have the bots serving in the morning and then they're cleaning uh -huh. up and disinfecting at night uh-huh uh-huh yes that's right <laughs> Now, 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 I feel that it's amazing that you, you took this pandemic and you looked at the positive side of it and you looked on how to normalize our relations with robots because uh, for the longest time, we've kind of come, some people kind of felt a little bit weary when it comes to robots and how they can handle and do our daily, daily jobs. But obviously, you took the opportunity to come and say, hey, listen, robots are good for us and we can use them to our advantage even during a pandemic and say, listen, uh, they can do things that maybe it won't be safe for us. And even post COVID-19, use these robots for other things that are too dangerous for humans. Absolutely. And whenever we're talking about using these robots in a restaurant, uh, one of the biggest uh, jobs that those robots have been adopting is serving dishes. So whenever we're talking about serving dishes, it's a very interesting job for a robot, but it's the last part of making a meal. And this is definitely something that we want to tackle uh, as well. So can those robots uh, do dishwashing mm -hmm. can they cook that's definitely yeah. a question that comes to mind we've actually seen the robots in japan make mm -hmm. soup and noodles and some serve tea as well yes so so, so, yes. so have, having robots i feel like it will be an essential now we actually seen uh, robots in amazon workhouse uh work uh yes. warehouses mm -hmm. being used to yes. kind of deli to, to deliver products within that warehouse so I believe that robots in general, they we're, we're coming into a day and age where robots soon will take over a lot of things that are deemed repetitive for us humans and let us focus on things that are more productive. Absolutely. So yes, a, that's right. That's a, right. A question to you, Sean. Can Poodle Robot help with more just than just serving the dish? Because we all know serving the dish is the easiest part, at least for human beings. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. can it prepare a meal? Can it help with washing the dishes after the meal is done? <laughs> Uh, you know, our company uh, don't produce this kind of robots, but actually uh, already have this kind of uh, making dishes and also to uh, wash the dishes and uh, making food robots as well. Uh, mm. You know, uh, in, in South Korea and also in China, they have some uh, totally robotic restaurants that no human worked in the restaurants. Uh, it's uh, produced the the food by the robots, deliver the uh, food by the robots, and also ret uh, get returned the food by the dishes by the robots as well. So it's all robotic uh, restaurants. It's a yes. fully autonomous restaurant. A question yes. that comes yes. to mind, uh, Sean, 
We all know that humans can make errors, you know. We could we do see some waiters maybe delivering the wrong dish to the wrong table, but can uh-huh, uh-huh. robots avoid such manual error? Does Poodle uh, Robot avoid any mistakes when it comes to delivering the right dish to uh-huh, the right table uh-huh. to the right customer? Yes, uh, you know, bef- uh, in each robot, when we deploy in the restaurant, we will draw a map for the robot. So the robots uh, will know directly uh, which table is in uh, in the map. So it will n- make no mistake to deliver the food. Wow, what a, what a no, smart no robot. Chance. No, no chance. <laughs> No chance to make the mistake. Not yes. even a 1% chance? <laughs> no, no, no. Now, now, also a question does come in mind. When do you think uh, we in the Middle East will start implementing these type of robots? Uh, actually, for the disinfection robots, we already have a very good uh, partner in UAE, and they are pro- pro- doing the proposal for the local uh, government yes. project. And you will see our disinfection robots very soon. And and also for the delivery robots, we mm-hmm. uh, are looking for the partner yet. But soon you will see in, uh, by our robots in UAE, yes. Amazing. You, you heard it here first, here. ladies and gentlemen. You heard the inside edition right here on Future Talk. Yes, indeed. Uh, one other question that comes to mind, Sean, is... When talking about disinfectant robots, as you've mentioned, we've seen a lot right here in the UAE. Um, but the majority yes. of them tend to not allow humans to be present in the room where the robot is yes. disinfecting it. Uh, can yes. you tell us why and what makes Poodle Robot's process of disinfection a little bit different? Uh, you know, uh, firstly, if you're using the UVC robots, definitely you cannot have human to sit in the room, okay? And uh, secondly, if you use the disinfect, uh, the liquid disinfectant robot, actually it's uh, connected with the, uh, which kind of liquid you use, mm-hmm. which kind of chemical liquid you use. Yes, uh, as I suggest in the beginning, with the, uh, that kind of uh, chemical liquid you can uh, have the people to sit in the room mm-hmm. it's not because of our robots it's because of, of the, the chemical liquid yes. absolutely so put robot is only as powerful as its liquid of disinfectant is uh, one question that always is a worry for many human beings is fear you know mm-hmm. we're all worried mm-hmm. about our jobs mm-hmm. Hani and I are worried about a robot taking over yeah. our job one day um, but <laughs> waiters as well tend to be worried about robots replacing them one day. In your opinion, <laughs> will uh-huh, uh-huh. this happen? Will this be a reality or will those robots just come into our lives and rearrange our jobs? <laughs> I think it still have a long time. Uh, you know, uh, when the, because the robots history actually have a very uh, long time, like t- back to 10 years ago. Uh, from the industry robots now to the service robots and it can use in some like in restaurant hospital to place just the one simple uh, work like the delivery or the disinfection or some other uh, work but you know this is uh, low uh, value work can be replaced but the human uh, like the host said the productivity uh, or creative uh, work cannot replace at the moment according to my opinion yes well there you have it we're still you know our creativity <laughs> is still safe our productivity yeah, is I, still safe i mean omni and i have talked about this time in and time out on on air and and off air about how uh we kind of uh, we do fear a lot of people do fear robots but i just like i say have no fear robots are here to make our lives easier 
and not take away our jobs but create new ones. 100%. And there you have it. If you want to make sure that your job is safe, work on being more creative and more efficient. Yes, that's right. Because those are yes, that's right, that's right. Those are two qualities that robots cannot take away from us until at least up until yes. now. Um, thank you so <laughs> much, Mr. Sean Shaw, for it's joining us. It's my pleasure. Us. It, my it, pleasure to join 95. It, yes, it was amazing pleasure. having you on air, brother. Uh, we really enjoyed the topic, especially when we're talking about robots and how <laughs> they can be of use <laughs> against COVID. 19. Well, one day we will hopefully have the honor of hosting Pudu Robot in the studios of Pulse 95. But until then, thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for lending us your ears for this hour. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be having a very special show joining us in just a few moments. Yes, we're talking about the halftime show, the only place to be at three with Omar Adouri, the one and only. So keep Pulse95 locked because in four minutes, you're <laughs> going to be knowing everything that's happening in the, te- in the, in the sport world. <laughs> yes, indeed. We wish you a wonderful afternoon and we'll see you soon enough next time right here only on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.